0: Hello Kangaroo Chasers, welcome back to my bedroom in Rochdale. <laughs> <laughs> it's, uh, it's very intimate, uh, morning slash evening, if you're Michael Carboni, Michael Carboni, how are you?
1: Mate, evening for me, in my bedroom as well, very, very central podcast tonight, but, um, or to not...
0: Mo- in Italian this you morning. called it a bordello. No.
1: B- well, bordellos are different, that means something else, but anyway... Um, but yeah, what, what, how are you doing, Mike? What's going on, mate? And uh, what is up, kangaroo chasers? Uh, we may not be kangaroo chasers next week. We may be chasing Samoa instead. But who knows? The upset of the century could be upon us.
0: Yeah, uh, as I was just turning it off air, my coughing fits of last week descended into an actual illness. It turns out it wasn't just smoky bars in Berlin. It was uh, having, having a sickness. So that was, <laughs> that was quite unpleasant. Um, so the upshot of that was I actually didn't go to England against Samoa on Saturday because I really I just I couldn't face another load of time on trains and hotels and people's sofas and stuff like that. So uh, for the first time in probably all year, I deliberately didn't go to a rugby league game. I could have gone to, um, but yeah, I was at, I was at uh, Australia v New Zealand on Friday, and then I watched. I actually watched so much for you because I was at home so I watched the England game obviously on the telly I then watched the um, both the wheelchair games on Sunday and then I watched I actually missed the jewellery yesterday as so I was writing the column but I saw the England the New Zealand game last night so well, we're all pretty, so, both already up to date
1: so was I would I be right in saying you missed the England Samoa game live. Was that the first English men's game you've missed at this World Cup live?
0: No, I actually okay. didn't go to the first England Samoa game because I was in Leeds to see the Kangaroos against Fiji. So I saw it on the tally, but I didn't see it live. Okay, good. I, and, I was
1: thinking, I was beginning to think you may have been the lucky charm, but you missed that first game. So okay, good. Story checks out. That's fine.
0: Yeah, I wasn't. Some of the people I think um, Steve Mascord maybe might have gone to the first one in the afternoon, then drove down to the second one. But yeah, I couldn't be bothered doing that. I was just hanging around, please. I was in the car, which makes driving anywhere quite (laughs) difficult, I have to say.
1: Mate, I can't believe, you know, we've been waiting for this World Cup for a long time, a year longer than usual. But we're here. It's the the grand final weekend. Um, I can't believe we're here. We've probably, you know, when it comes to the women's side of things, the wheelchair side of things, these were probably the predicted matchups. Uh, with the men's, though, a little bit exciting, I must say. So I'm um, really pumped to talk about these ones with you, men.
0: Yeah, I, I, I don't know where to start. We, I reckon we'll go in actual order of things that happened, because then we'll go men's, men's, wheelchair, wheelchair, women's, women's. Sounds good. Okay. I think otherwise, otherwise well, I'll forget what happened on there. Friday night in Leeds, <laughs> where it was a brilliant game. Kangaroos 16, New Zealand 14, Cubs, what did you think?
1: Man, look, disappointed that the Kiwis got got beat at the end there. They started off so well. They got the first try. They looked good. Um, and there was a point there where I thought, they're actually going to do this. We're going to see the Kangaroos knocked out before the grand final in a World Cup. I was excited. Uh Awesome pass from Moses Leota to Peter Hiku. Scores in the corner and it looked like it was going to be, you know, 18-10 kick to come. But, of course, the kick before that Leota pass was caught offside and that was really the turning point. At, at that stage, if that, if that was a try, if there was no offside, I feel like the Kiwis would have got away with it. But you could sort of see the head slump at that point. Murray got over for a, a, a pretty soft try, you know, compared to the rest of the game. Murray's try... I don't know if it was softer, if it sort of took the defence unawares or or something like that, but Murray scores. Hiku had another chance later on, but it just wasn't to be for the Kiwis. And um, the Kangaroos, I think, snuck through just, you know, I don't think they hit their strides. I don't think they were at their best. I think the Kiwis were close to their best for most of the game and and Kangaroos snuck through to another World Cup grand final.
0: Yeah, look, I think, I don't want to go on Mike Stradamus on here, but I did, in my in my tactical previews of this, I basically said that the Kiwis would have to be inch-perfect tactically, win the middle, and then be better in the hard. And the kang- they might still lose anyway, because the Kangaroos have just got so many good players. And kind of happened. It kind of happened. You look at the the try in the first half that Ado Carr scored. Oh, incredible. No other, no other team in the world gets close to scoring it. It's complete. I don't want to say it's fluke because there's lots of individual intentional parts in it, but nobody else will be able to pull it off, you know? And, um, you know, nobody throws that kick up. When you've got the guy kicking, it was Ben Hunt, who's not even, you know, he's not even your second kicker, he's your third kicker. Yeah. Yeah. And he puts in a kick as good as that. And then Ado Carr is the only man he's able to get there. And it's just sometimes you have to look back and go, well, it doesn't matter what tactics you play when you've got the other team can just do that.
1: if anyone else scored that try, you'd say he had no right to be there to catch that ball. But but it, it was the fox, and I'm sure we'll talk about him more later because we'll talk a little bit of Golden Boot. But he, he it was just incredible. He was just there. Jordan Rapana didn't know what the hell was going on. It was just it was so strange. And man, what a try! It was probably one of the tries we've seen. We've seen some wonderful tries in the tournament. So hard. To, I won't say that's the try of the tournament. There was probably one. There's probably one um, from Samoa in the next game that was that was an absolute cracker. But And this was good to see. The Fox is in scintillating form. I think, he what is he? You're the stats man, Mike. Is it 12 tries at this World Cup? Could be a record if he scores next week?
0: Yeah, I think he's level. Um, I think he's level with Val Holmes or Jared Hay. One of those two. I forget which one. Um, but yeah, and so he will be, yeah, he'll be trying to score to go one. I think 13 would be a new record. Incredible, mate. But,
1: yeah, well-deserved to the kangaroos. And I think it's an interesting one <laughs> next, I suppose. Like Samoa, it's going to be – look, we'll talk predictions later. But, yeah, man, I'm. it's <laughs> – I'm glad they're there, but I wish they missed out. I don't know. I mean, I'm so torn, mate. I'm so torn. Yeah,
0: yeah. I think just two, two points on the Kiwis. Yeah, um, yeah. Yeah, obviously that tried to that would have been a try to Hiku in the first instance, I think was um was more unfortunate from Rapiner because yeah. uh, I mean look he was offside and he shouldn't have been offside, but it wasn't he wasn't massively offside, you know. Yeah. Um it wasn't like he was stood around being lazy. Um I think the moment when I think it was also Rapiner broke and he put Chan's Nickel Clods that through and then they split to the other side, huge kicks for for hiku and he, it goes out. I think that was a terrible decision from Hughes. I think he was on the second tackle. They just got up that end, and then he decides to kick. I thought that's that was your moment, and you you got a bit overexcited in it. And I think a better halfback. You know, I mean he's one of the best halfbacks in the world, but uh, he would if he had his time again. I think he wouldn't kick that. And I don't,
1: know, I don't know, man. The kick. It's one of those kicks that if it was weighted a little, if it was a little bit softer, then it's a try, and it's. Perfect, and we'd be, you know, they'd be going to a final. So it's just one of those decisions too much weight
0: on it, Uh, just missed out. Um, Well, uh, yeah, I'm going to foreshadow a bit of uh, England Samoa chat here because that is also I've got a criticism about England's have the similar ilk. Um, The other point was I thought if you can beat the Kangaroos, you would have to do everything absolutely perfectly. And Nelson Osafo Solomona attempting the first legs tackle of his career. Yeah, on his own line in the World <laughs> Cup semi-final why, why is he trying to tackle him by his legs, his legs just whack him Nelson you've never tackled anyone by their legs before I mean, don't start now um, but yeah, great awareness and sort of game management, game smarts from Cameron Murray, he was I think brilliant in that game, really really good he's been good in all the games, particularly in that game, playing as a middle he made my, uh, in the raw uh, this morning your time, last night my time he made my individual team of the tournament for ability to play lock, back row, and middle in three different ways and still be great at all of them. So where did you have um, him? Where did you have him in your side? I put him I put him off the bench because that's where he came <laughs> on, He came off he came off the bench on uh, Friday. So I thought I'd put him on the bench. But um well, yeah, we don't need to go through the whole team of it. But uh, I put Ben Garcia in. Do you know Ben Garcia? Here's an interesting aside. Ben Garcia topped the meter chart and the tackle chart in two games, one which one of which France won by a load and one of which they lost by a load. And he was still the best player in both of them. And I would say he was their best player against England. So he had a, he had a, a great team. World Cup. And he did That's make how you make a team of the tournament. Yeah, and it's, he
1: also made the golden boot long list as well, which has been cut down as of uh, about an hour ago. So I hope you've read that list so we can talk about it. But yeah, Ben Garcia, great World Cup.
0: Yeah, chapeau, Ben. Um, okay, we, uh, I think, it was just a general point as well about the game. Like when, I, when you're at a game, you never know how good it is. You can sort of go, oh, "I think this is a pretty good game," but um, a lot of people call it one of the greatest Test matches of all time. Was that was that your view watching on the telly? or you, when you know you don't have the hype up of Andrew Voss shouting in your ear, then um, you don't really know. But I, th- I thought it was pretty good.
1: It was an absolute quality Test match. It's a kind of Test match. I'm going to sound like a broken record because every week I'm saying I want to see these games every year. But Kangaroos, Kiwis, like. It makes so much sense. So much sense that we could be sick of it if it happens all the time. Like we want to see some of the Pacific Islands as well. But this this game was an absolute classic, Um and it will go down in history as one of the greats. I mean, Ki- Kiwis, they I can't I can't say it anymore. They just came short. You know, it was it was almost when Murray scored that try, I was like, oh my god, I can't believe this is how it's ending for them. You know, and they 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 came close on a number of occasions. They they could have done it and. It, it was just one of those games, and I love to see it, man. It, it was definitely one of the greatest I've seen. And but we've been we've really been spoiled, I have got to say, in this last the last you know the final rounds of this World Cup. You know, we look at Samoa Tonga, we look at this game, we look at the next game we're about to talk about. We've had some really great contests, and t- to me, some of the closest and best contests we've seen at a World Cup in my memory. Um, so it, it's just a testament to how close. We are getting at the very top level of the international rugby league, and we just want to—I want to see it every year. We want to see more of it.
0: Yep, yeah, yep, yeah, yep. Yeah. Right. Well, let's move on to England against Samoa because um, that was an even—I don't know if it was a better game because I think the quality level wasn't as high, but it was certainly a more dramatic, more dramatic game than your most dramatic game you've ever like to see. England lost twenty-seven, twenty-six in golden point to Samoa. Um, can I have a? I've got some views on this game.
1: You you go for it. You go for it.
0: So, I think England are a better team than Samoa. They have had a better tactical plan, which they then just completely departed for (laughs) sixty minutes of the game, and yet still should have won. They still should have won this game. They, if you look at the what the tries that they presented to Samoa or that they allowed Samoa to score, you know some of them are unforgivable at this level. Like, I mean, the interception, interception happened and. All levels, that's not that's not a big problem. Um, although Stephen Crichton now a specialist, didn't so who knows? Um, but some I think the try that uh Lafay's, no Liggy South scored, yeah, <laughs> Samoa had lost all of their structure. They'd lost everything. They were bunched in the middle like a load of under tens. And God love it. I think it was Jack I think it was Wellsby or Callum Watkins just decided not to not to do any tackling. And I, it was, it was, you know, there were tries like the, the many offloads try that, uh, Crichton, did Crichton score it in the end? The first one?
1: Crichton did um, score it at the end. The, the pass yeah. from Polo that just the came out. Polo, over,
0: yeah. yeah. And, La- and Lua and all that, like that sort of stuff will happen when you play against good teams like Samoa, right? That's totally fine. Um, But some of the other ones, I just thought that is so avoidable. Like it's so, so, so avoidable. And, um, I think on the other end, whenever England made pressure, Wales being Williams, God love for George Williams, right? I voted for him in my Golden Boot. I think he was my third choice. Um, and he was also mostly the reason of all the good things that England did. So I don't want to yeah. criticize him too much. But get your feet off the ball. Honestly, so many kicks on the second and third tackle. They had, somewhere in the second half, they counted, they'd had like twice as many kicks as Samoa because they just kept dinking it through. And I thought, I understand that there must have been a tactic because Sueli is not a fullback and he's not a or he's not currently a very good fullback and his positioning can be wrong and stuff like that. Okay, fine. You know, that's a good way to exploit that. But sometimes you just just bash it in. Take time, kick on the fifth. Like you've got another three tackles you could have used. And they were just bombing the ball away. And I thought, what are you doing here? You could, this is the opposite of Sean Wayne's accumulating pressure. And the thing with Samoa is if you just accumulate pressure for long enough, they will eventually, as was proven in the same game, the defensive line will break and you'll score.
1: Oh, yeah. And England
0: just failed to do that. I was, I, add- was very, I was very annoyed about this, as you can tell.
1: I was going to add to that. like Samoa are a big team that you want to try and tire out. And to tire them out, they need to be tackling. So you know, if you're kicking to them early and they're running, that's, that's what they want to do. They want to be running. I remember from my very short rugby league career, which ended when I was, you know, 17, um, you didn't get tired when you were when you had the ball. You just weren't tired with the ball. So you, I, I don't understand the tactic. I'm sure it was a tactic, and but it just didn't work. And I, it's just incredible to see the turnaround from round one, 60 to six, to this. Samoa, they looked good. I know you're saying England were probably the better side, but Samoa just... I just had a sense the whole time that they were going to win this game and England came close Uh, Tommy Mack, you know, just consistently such a great player. I mean, we don't see him enough here. I know he won the golden boot four or five years ago now, but he is just consistently just a quality winger. He's always (laughs) doing the coughs back. There you go. He's always doing the right thing. He kicked that goal under pressure as well, but he was, he was probably one of England's best, but, Um, Samoa, incredible. Stephen Crichton's intercept, it's, you know, it's as good as the Billy Magullius little chip kick now at the end of a game. Like, you're just going to see it. It's fantastic. Samoa, great man. Jerome Luai, like you, you, you sort of said at the start of this tournament, you know, is Luai good enough without Cleary next to him? And in the last couple of weeks he's really proven, like he's put himself right into golden boot contention. That's how good he's been. He's lifted not only Samoa, but the entire like Pacific islands to, to the top here, like every island in the Pacific, you know, every small island in the Pacific, I should say, is right behind Samoa, no matter where you're from. It's incredible to see. And and I, I, apologies, you know, I know you're, you're English, but, mate, this was great to see. And I think it's one of the like, – we're at the point now where win, lose or draw, I know they can't draw, but – Whatever happens to Samoa this week, like it's great for rugby league, just having them there incredible. So, I love this, mate. I love waking up for this. I loved every second of it. It was a good game. Again, wasn't as it wasn't the I mean, it was a classic game, wasn't as good quality as Kangaroos, Kiwis, maybe not, but it was certainly as if not more entertaining, especially in some of those patches. Like, just incredible to watch.
0: Yeah, no, I mean, I don't, don't, don't make this come off uh, as as I am unhappy that Samuel won. I'm. Oh,
1: I know you're happy, man. I think,
0: I think the whole. I, I, I think on a structural level, I'm happy that Samuel yeah. won. I just, just on a on a on field level, I was very annoyed at England because I thought they just they 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 blew it. Like then, and, and I know what it would have been next week if it had been England against England against Australia at Old Trafford. I think you could have factored in loads of other stuff with the atmosphere with blah 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 Yeah, that could have seen England defeat Australia whereas i think now i would be very surprised if samoa don't don't lose and lose well will, will they get
1: a full house
0: without england
1: being there will this still be a good crowd uh, i
0: have no idea actually i don't know yeah i mean look i think it won't be as big as if england had been there because then you won't you won't get 10,000 bandwagon jumpers but um yeah, I mean, I think people still go. Like, I think people. So we were bought tickets as long ago anyway. Yeah. So, yeah. But um, more than one person has expressed to me that um, they they think that Samoa will get absolutely whacked and um and they won't go as a result. And actually, oh, wow. I, uh, my own mother, God love her, she she said that she'd rather go and watch the wheelchair final now. And she's yeah. not English, by the way, so she's not doing it for patriotic reasons. But uh, she thought it would be a better game, which uh, you know probably. I, I mean, love, we'll check it. It might likely be the best game of all of them, anyway. But. I
1: love that your mum has got like a mention in pretty much every episode of uh, well, World Cup Chases. So. It's, it's fantastic. <laughs> but um, I think here is the thing, right? For me, like England Kangaroos is probably like, they've been the best two teams all tournament. Um, so it, it would have been a good grand final. But if Australia beat England in the grand final, then international rugby league is no better off for for it. Um, if Kangaroos beat Samoa, which they probably will, it's still a, like just Samoa being there is such a great result. Like it has really invigorated International Rugby League. Like they've gone a step further than Tonga last time. It's what everyone wanted them to do. It's what was what they predicted would happen. You know, they were going to be, you know, everyone said, you're going to do, <coughs> do a Tonga. No, and they said, no, no, we're going to do a Samoa. They've done it. They've gone one step better. And yeah, um,
0: look, you can't get over that stuff. That stuff That yeah. stuff is, is, you know, we love talking about the macro level on here, and that is exactly, you are yeah. exactly right. And I think a lot of people sort of, especially on this side of the world, sort of going, oh, same old England, blah, blah, blah. And it's like, it's not the point that it's same old England. The point is that it used to be England or Australia, and you could pretty much pencil that one in from the first round, you know, in 1995, for example. And now it's, you know... England, Australia, New Zealand, Samoa, and if Tonga had got through and then beat England, nobody would have been surprised. And then suddenly you've got five, you've got five teams you can make the final. And yeah, look, the Kangaroos are always going to be the best team for a hundred structural reasons. I think the only way that you break that is by having everybody else play more games more often, which does require the Kangaroos to play some games from time to time. Um, But look, if you have next year, actually, you'll get into a situation now where England have not played Australia or New Zealand. Seven years. Yeah. A long time since they've played Australia in a bilateral series. And now you do have, you now can quite legitimately say, okay, well, give us a Kangaroo Tour in in 2024, or give us a Kiwis Tour in 2023. And then you can play the other games in in the Southern Hemisphere as well. And you've got way more international competition. Like it's all, it all, it kind of all works out in the end, you know? I think people are going to look at this and say, England didn't lose because they're structurally worse than the Southern Hemisphere. They lost because they didn't play well. In the words of Ronaldo, the original good Ronaldo, not the prick Ronaldo. Um, not Moetalo. All... Not Moetalo. No. <laughs> he's not a prick. He's a lovely boy. Um, <laughs> no, Fat Ronaldo, Brazilian Ronaldo. Um, they had a Brazilian inquest into why they lost in 1998. Uh, World Cup final because you know he had a fit before the game and stuff like that. So they, they had a parliamentary interest into it, inquest into it. And when it, when Ronaldo was called to the stand, his comment was, "We lost because we didn't win," which <laughs> is is either a moment of uh, typical soccer player stupidity or a piece of high philosophy. And I'm going to take it to to uh, Victor Radley will be sat in his hotel room uh, doing nothing at all, allegedly. <laughs> I don't know if you've seen these news reports that he may or may not have headquartered uh, Ireland's brave I, Matt, I saw them and uh, no, look, no comment, I don't know, Victor no only... yeah. yeah, we don't, but he, he could have been sat there going, oh we left we lost because we didn't win that <laughs> in his uh, Sheffield accent
1: are, are England the Parramatta Eels of uh, International Rugby League, are
0: they the chokers? I don't think it was a choke I don't think they're chokes they, um... The things as well, right I'm going to let you into the English psyche here. I'm not sure that uh, losing valiantly to in a slight upset or to a better team, as was the Kiwis in 2013 or Australia in 2017, is actually that big a problem because England do that all the time, not just at rugby League. <laughs> really valiant failure is something we have made into an art form, really. And the greatest surprise is when we win because, you know... The way that, for example, in the cricket on on Sunday morning our time, Sunday night your time, that England just battered through Pakistan and won it is very out of keeping with the mm-hmm. national character. <laughs> we're, we're a nation that loses on penalties, like this is a. So I don't think I think these people probably get over it. Like they'll they'll look back on the totality of a World Cup and go, you know, we uh, we should have probably won that game. We didn't lose it, but we everyone had a good time. It was a pretty good World Cup. I mean, it was a very good World Cup, and. Yeah. Um, we go again in France in three years, and hopefully we've played a couple more competitive games between them. Like they look like a team that hadn't played enough competitive games. I give them that. They were never in the situation that that maybe Jerome Luai, example, is used to playing in Origin. Yeah, like that. There's no, an argument there. That, or you know, there's a couple of players in the um, Samoa team who've played in more competitive close games like that than the England team. I think that's probably true. And the way that you get that is inviting the Kiwis over for a series next year and inviting Australia over the year after that.
1: So let, let, is that the way forward? Like, let's talk macro for a second. For me, England went further than I originally anticipated they would. They, they were be- Or they were better than I originally anticipated they would be. Like, they were, I was impressed by England at this World Cup. Um, and to me, it's you know bright future. They can regroup. They can get some internationals under their belt each year. And and like you said, twenty twenty five could be the one. But what? Where to for England? Like, is it like? Uh, they needed to win this World Cup to really make an impact. So is it just back to the drawing board, Super League? What's IMG doing? Is it like is it back to the drawing board? No nothing's changed here for English rugby league or, or do they take something out of this? You know, are they confident going into the next one and, and is there a bit of, of a taste for rugby league, you know, in areas other than um than than the north?
0: No, I mean one game one game's never gonna change that. Whether that's in, you know, obviously if they won the World Cup, then it would have been great because you've got this national profile. But as, as I've expressed, it would be the worst possible year to win the World Cup. given <laughs> that They'd already won a Cricket World Cup and the Women's European Championships. And uh, well, actually, the point of this, they hadn't won the Cricket World Cup, but now they are. Um, um, so, yeah, I think that sort of stuff is a bit overblown. Like the outside the game stuff, putting one game in London has never been a problem. We've put games in London all the time, played in the Challenge Cup final well, there every year in England. Played there in '95, 2013, and various other occasions. So yeah, don't think that's massively an issue. Um, but yeah, look, I think the team's young. I think there's only you'll only lose what Chris Hill. I'm trying to think of or Callum Watkins, who has got hooked mm-hmm. in the, before the end anyway. I think if you throw in Mark Percival into that team, he would have played. He didn't. He was injured. You've got Warmsley, would have played. He's injured. Was it Burgess's yeah.
1: last World Cup? How old's Burgess now?
0: No, I think will go in still going. he He's still going. Yeah, I think so. He's, I'm. I say he's thirty. Um, I reckon he'll, he'll still be going around, and um, as long as he's still playing at South, which I think he's spoke to him after the PNG game, and he seems to think he's getting a new contract at South. So that's I think you'll lose Chris Hill, but then you'll gain other players who are coming through. Um, I really hope. I think Wellsby will be very annoyed at himself because just because he. He made a few crucial errors, but he's such an exciting young player, and I, I really hope someone in the NRL signs him because I think he needs to, to be exposed to that week-to-week competition. I agree. Better, I agree. Yeah. In a way that Johnny Lomax, for example, I think would have, you know, I think George Williams looks better for having done that, and I think Johnny will, Johnny Lomax should have done that but didn't. Um. So yeah, I think I hope Wellesby moves to the NRL. Somebody gives him a contract. I hope. Um. I think next time around you'll have. Um, You'll have Will Price. He'll probably have come over to Australia. He'll have had Dom Young who have played a lot more games. Farnsworth will have played a lot more games. You know. So, there's, there's the, the best players, I think, that they had in that tournament are all still young enough. So, um, yeah, I wouldn't worry too much about it. I just hope they get to play between now and 2025. They need to play the Kangaroos three times and the Kiwis three times or some you know some opposition of that calibre. Multiple times because that's what they currently haven't had. Whereas if you play in the NRL or in, in the the NRL orbit of origin and, and things like that, you've just got more reps at higher levels. And I don't mean, you know, I don't mean playing the NRL week to either. It's just, it's a higher level of super league, obviously. There's lots of English players do that as well. But um, but yeah, there's just a couple of a couple of intense moments where they didn't make the right decision and stuff like that, which you only get through repetition. So. I think they would i would like them to play more games against better teams, and Could, also still play still play france in midseason and ireland in midseason season and those games as well
1: i was about to say that it's a good plan um should we talk should we save the predictions for right at the end
0: yes yes let us rattle through to should we do some wheelchair
1: let's do some wheelchair
0: france are incredibly good at wheelchair rugby league france are really very good um
1: France have to be the favourites. I mean, they were going in; they still have to be. I know, I know. I know England beat Wales one hundred twenty-two to twenty-two. I love these wheelchair score lines as well—like a hundred plus. It's it's so good. But um, look, England, great. It's great to have an English side in the grand final, <laughs> in one of the grand finals. So that's awesome. They won the PDRL as well, I should say. But uh, England in the grand final against France—it's going to be good. Um, I
0: cannot wait for this. I'm
1: going on Friday. And you your know, mum, your mum can't wait either. She's going to love this well, game.
0: No, she can't get a ticket. She <laughs> oh no, a ticket. it's sold out. Apparently, so this is completely sold out. So if, if, that's if, great. If this is a Parramatta sellout, which is the phrase for when you say you've sold out but you haven't, yeah. um, I'll be very annoyed because um, I think what will happen is a lot of people will travel to Manchester for the World Cup final, and it's it, they're in, they're both in Manchester, and so they think Friday night before I end wheelchair World, World Cup final, brilliant. Um, so I hope it is sold out. And there's a good atmosphere, and yeah, I've never seen a game in the flesh before, so I'm very excited to go down. Uh, yeah, France look great. Um, they just play a completely different style of it, and I, I, you know, I've only been watching this game for a week and a half, right? So I'm not a tactical expert, but they, there was a couple of times where they just sort of rolled their way in with a shoulder forward, saying, "Please take my tag off me." were... Immediately there to put the other tab back on and then just immediately strike, which was I think um, Australia looked like rubes at times a little bit. I think they'd not seen that tactic before in a way that England, you know, will have done because they yeah. play against all the time. Um, so yeah, I think that was a bit naive from Australia, but then Australia had a fair or crack themselves. Um, I think they'll be much better for the experience and um, yeah, bringing up bringing on next time around and. Um, yeah, I think England, again, same deal with England and Wales. Wales, not naive, I think, in the way that Australians were, but just not as, not as good as England. So, nah. England have got some real good players, um, you know, who think people like Seb Bachara and, and Jack Brown, just really, really good. Um, if there's one of the tries from the France one, by the way, which is like, it was like, I don't know how wide the court is, but it was basically an entire length of the court pass. <laughs> yeah. Unbelievable. Unbelievable try. Um, coast
1: to coast yeah
0: oh, what, and I've, the, been, I've been saying why don 't they do this more often i'd actually been saying in the game Australia are playing too linear they should just what, why didn't they stand somebody on the other wing and just completely switch the play because at least you would make the other team have to spread out but anyway look
1: French australia game. australia's still not learning, but they 're still fairly new to. To this at this level, I mean France has been incredible. I'm surprised, and it's going to sound weird because I lost 84 to 40, but I'm surprised the Wheeleroos kind of got that close to France, to be honest, because it's another level. Um, I remember yeah. speaking to James Simpson a few years ago, English wheelchair. I'd I'd say legend, like he's I know, he's still around, but he actually played uh, in the World yeah the World yeah, yeah he played. So, but straight. I still think he's a he's an English wheelchair legend already, even though he's still playing. But when I spoke to him a few years ago, they were the English side were down here touring and playing australia for, and australia were quite novice at the time like england were smacking them and i said what like what's important about this tour and he said well we need we kind of need australia to take wheelchair seriously for the sport to grow and i'm not sure if you know now in hindsight you know england france like they're they're phenomenal but australia getting a little bit better it's it's going to be interesting it's going to be interesting and i think they will take a lot out of this and i wouldn't be surprised if um australia a little bit closer to the top next time around but yeah good to see a rugby league world cup in some form final uh, which doesn't include australia in it i'm i'm i like that
0: yeah yep yeah, yep yeah. and speaking of world cup finals that involve australia we <laughs> oh, uh Gilleries obviously walked through through png i think i yeah. knew that was going to happen uh, yeah. i knew it so much that didn't actually watch it and i'm presuming neither did you
1: I did not get up for that one. I, I, yeah, when I knew, look, I was assuming it would be maybe 60-0, but yeah, 82-0, wow.
0: Yeah, the Gilleries are unbelievable. Um, I, yeah, I just did some work and I couldn't have them both on at the same time, otherwise I'd never have got the other work done because it's also Soccer World Cup coming up. Um, I just had to whack something out the door. Um, and I, I had cleared the decks to watch England against New Zealand. Um, you saw this game.
1: What, so I, I want your take on this because for me, I mean, we've ex- okay, so Gillaro versus Kiwi ferns is the grand final everyone expected, right? Kiwi yep. ferns came really close to the Jilaroos, um last, last week, which shocked me how close they well not shocked me, but you know, I, I was, I've been expecting the, the Aussie ladies to just blow everyone out of the park. like no questions. So Kiwis came close. And then now in this game, England, to only lose 20 to 6, I'm actually impressed because I thought there was a 40 or 50-point gap in hemispheres, to be honest with you, um, between like the NRL level, NRLW level talent versus the uh, Women's Super League level. So 20 to 6, I think, is a a good result for England. Um, But, mate, like Gillaroo's Kiwi Ferns, bring it on.
0: Yeah, that would be great. Um, I so we were we watched this last night, right? My mother, of course. <laughs> we should get her on the podcast next week. One of the original <laughs> uh, coaches of GB Women, nineteen ninety six. I love know. it. Um, and i um, my dad, who's you know coached rugby league for years. And we were watching this, and we saw sort of, it was it was a weird one because I think England. Physically they were good. They they defended really well. A couple of really great tackles. But then when they had the ball, they just never threw anything back. They didn't they didn't have the um I don't know if it was the nouse or the gumption or the skill or the speed or what, but they, they really didn't ask enough questions with ball in hand. They scored very early on and then and then they just didn't do enough. Like they when they when they got the ball all too often, they played a bit too one out. They tried to get out of yardage and get to the kick. And if you if you don't ask questions of the other team's defense, like they'll just keep coming back at you. And especially a team like New Zealand, who are so big and strong, like you've got to move them around. You've got to ask a couple of questions, make them panic, and they never did. And so it just seemed as the game went on, there was more and more likely. Um, there was a couple of things that went wrong for them. You know, I think um, Courtney Winfield Hill didn't have a best game. I think the the matchup of Amber Hall against Amy Hardcastle, who's England's most destructive runner, running into possibly the only person on the field more big and strong and destructive than her. Um, I think that was that didn't work in England's favor, and I was like, I wondered if it, they should swap her on swap sides or something like that to just get her running at somebody else. Um, I think Tara Jane Stanley, who who can be very very de- destructive with the ball, great step. I think she dropped a few balls, like she didn't have a best night. So there was just a couple of little individual things like that that I thought were more to do with execution errors. But I think fundamentally, the yeah the the two issues would be the the lack of um, physical strongness. I don't know how you describe it, but that you get from being a full time athlete. If you're a full time athlete, you just get all your time to you know. It wasn't the Amber halls who were obviously really big and physically imposing. It was more like the the other players who was who looked the same size but were stronger because they you know, they train full time, um, which is such such a big advantage. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think the difference in some having someone like um, Racy McGregor as well. I think Winfield Hill was not as good as Racy McGregor, but then Racine McGregor was the best player in the NRLW last year, so of course she is. Yeah, um, I think that was a big difference. I think Georgia Roach for England had a real crack, but again wasn't quite at that just quite at that level. That will come. I'm. I'm. I'm actually. I'm. I'm kind of enthused by last night because I thought, like you were saying, I thought they did better than I thought they would do. Yeah.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, you know they got, if the New Zealand the Kiwi Ferns got within two points of the Gillaroos and they got within fourteen points of the Kiwi Ferns, well, if they'd have got within sixteen points of the Gillaroos they'd have been absolutely over the moon. So there you go. Look at that is, logic. Is it a case of, and I
1: don't mean to shit shit on the super league right but you mentioned already it would help you know if uh if will price and, and a couple of others came over to the NRLM, would it be good to see a couple of uh, english ladies in the nrlw well look
0: it'd be good for them because they get paid for eight weeks you know? and <laughs> that's good. a good point <laughs> i think that's that's something that england you know there was a point made last night where which was you know what what they need to do now, like, you know, St. Ellen's need to pay their players, right? Yeah. which is true, but St. Ellen's win every year without paying their players. So why would they? What they actually need is they need to have 20 centrally contracted players. Yes. In which England could basically say, we're going to pay for you to only play rugby League. And that could, that might be that they say, well, for eight weeks of the NRLW season, you're going to play NRLW. Mm. like. And, and then we'll try and work out the England, the English Super League to to work around that so that we can allow our best players to play both. And then suddenly they've got two good competitions. I think there is a structural problem with the women's Super League, which has been mentioned on Chasing Jewelries before, that they too many of the good players play in the same teams. Yeah. And you would be better off splitting those teams up in a way that was true of the NRLW in the heyday of the Broncos when half the Queensland team played for one side. And of course they went around whacking everybody and it wasn't really useful for everybody else um, so yeah i think if i if i lived in an ideal world and i could give you know good contracts to 50 women uh, to 20 women i would say our, our, you know our, our season runs before the NMLW starts and we all play to the grand final here in then we go we our, we will pay the contracts of NRLW players because we're paying their salaries anyway and we'll just offer them over and teams can take them as they want
1: we come up with a lot of really good ideas on how to grow the game. Uh, that's one of the best ones. Good stuff. There you that's go. awesome. Put um, it to Mary
0: Kay and she'll tell me why I'm
1: wrong. Well, this is probably a question for Mary Kay too, and I'm embarrassed for having to ask. But Amber Paris Hall, does she have an NRLW club? Where'd she come from? She's incredible. She's, at the, she's at the Broncos. She is, isn't she? Okay, good. Yeah, I'm embarrassed to ask, but there you go. Um, great she's stuff. still
0: checking this, but she 90% she's no, yeah, she's yes, the
1: Broncos, she is. Done. So, do you want to talk? Golden boot, or do you want to talk predictions first?
0: Uh, well, golden boots today, so let's do golden boot.
1: (laughs) Let's do golden boot. Are we so men's golden boot? Uh, and you know, I I should premise we've been involved obviously in the voting. The voting goes behind more closed doors for us anyway, because we're not going to really be involved in the final choice unless it comes down to you know a split decision of some kind. But it's now up to some of the legends of the game to decide. Um, but we had a long list. We now have a short list for the men. It's Josh Adokar, the Fox, Jerome Luai, Joey Manu, and uh, English pair Victor Radley and George Williams. Um, really strong, you know, really strong five. There's probably a couple of others that could have been there. There's been some great players in this World Cup, um, but yeah, what do you what do you make of that, Mike?
0: Yeah, I think this is the right the right ones. <laughs> short, <laughs> short answer. Um, look, it should be Ado- I think it's Adokar and Manu, and then. Um, a bit of daylight to everybody else. I think it's good that um, Williams got in. I thought Williams up until the
1: last round or two. Yeah, until,
0: until la- well, even PNG was great as well. I think, yeah, I think if if, if England had won, it'd be a clear gap of Car. Williams, and Manu. I think Williams has lowered himself on Saturday, and Loai's jumped in above him. Um, yeah, I think it'll be, I think it'll be car. I voted for
1: Manu. My vote would be Manu, but, Ma- um... Manu has um, Manu has, oh, well, he had an advantage in that he played that mid-season test and, yeah, and you know, by depend- yeah, ever. by far. Depending on who you read, he ran for 399 meters or 402 meters, depending on who you read. Uh, but he was great, and now you know he sort of loses that advantage by not being in the grand final. I get a sense that it's kind of like whoever wins the grand final will have the golden boot winner. Like if Australia wins, it's, it's the Fox, and if Samoa win, it's it's Luai. I kind of feel like that's the way it will go. Well,
0: if you'd like to tell the gambling community that, because the golden boots this afternoon. So,
1: Oh <laughs> uh, you're <laughs> we'll, right. Ah, my God, we'll find right. out before the final. find out before the
0: final. My
1: bad, sorry, mate. My bad. You're right. So. Yeah, it's, it's probably going to be the Fox, but uh, I did predict before this World Cup that it would be Joey Manu, so I'm, I'm kind of hoping it goes that way. But, um, mate, whoever wins it, it's deserved because we've got five awesome players there.
0: Yeah, um, I think it should be Manu. You know, I think it's... We'll mention it in a minute in the wheelchair, but, like, obviously, it's across the totality of a National Football League that happened this year. That includes um, the games in... Were they June or July? In the mid-season? Uh, in which, obviously, he was great. I think he's been the best player in the field pretty much in every game he's played. So, I think you can debate on Friday, but I think he still played better than Adokar did on Friday. So, um, And he, he has been required to do more. Like God love Adokar. Like, he's a great player, but he also does play on a wing, which is less of an um, influential position. But, I mean, that's just my view on these things. But, yeah, I think it's Marnie. Um, some, are, some, are, some have argued that, you know,
1: scoring lots of tries against Scotland you know that you know what what you know what I'm going to say are here but... him,
0: are you calling him a fraud a catch and fraud <laughs> no, not
1: not at all mate not at all but i will say uh, also the long list included uh friend of the pod Joran Schoenmiker from uh from the netherlands and um you know he probably f- a, a special mention because he was one of the o- he won the man of the match in the only men's international in 2020 or was it 2021 and he was yeah 2020 and he was the uh, chasing kangaroos golden boot winner so for that year so um good to see him mentioned good to see yeah him I,
0: mentioned. I i texted him and said uh to let to let anybody in these days and uh he didn't get the joke but i realized he's not, <laughs> so <laughs> he's english is not his first language um but yeah good on joran good on joran um and yeah, I think there were some interesting ones in the in the long list as well, like guys like Sunia Taruva, who people would not have heard of at the start of the year, obviously Ben Garcia that we mentioned, Edwin Apape made the long list as well. Like this these so, are all like
1: Suali was there as well. And, you know, we've sort of talked about, you know, some flaws in his early career here at fullback, but towards the end, like he's been incredible the last two games and, and the chat the chat in the um the golden boot WhatsApp group has been, you know, do we do we risk leaving him off? And he's just playing so well towards the end. So he, I think he just missed out in the end, but uh, he'll, he'll be, he'll, he's almost certain to be a future golden boot winner.
0: Yeah. As long as he keeps playing in league at any sort of level. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Um, on the women's side, we had uh, Racy McGregor, Amber Hall, Taryn Aitken, Lauren Winfield Hill, uh, sorry, Courtney Winfield Hill, Winfield Hill was a wife. And uh, Elsie Albert. Albert, yep. So, um, this is an interesting one because obviously the golden boot tends to come from the best teams, but Elsie Albert is the best player in every game that she plays, she just plays PNG. So, um, yeah, I mean, what do you learn as a player? I, when I wrote my team of the tournament yesterday, I, I posited this idea. What do you learn as a player about a player who is routinely on a team that wins? A la you know, Taron Aiken, not to say not Taron Aiken, but Taron Aiken. Whereas, if you've got a Elsie Albert who is going to lose some games by the end of playing for PNG, um, but still turns up and does all the hard stuff regardless of the opposition, I would love for Elsie Albert to win, like shit, that would, I uh,
1: like. Not only is she a Dragons player, but really a, a shining light for, for the women of PNG, a real a real standout. And um I would love to see it. Um it's probably more likely to be an Aiken or a McGregor. Um but
0: uh, man, Elsie Albert, that would be incredible. Yeah, I think it'll be it should be Racy McGregor though, right? Racy McGregor was uh, I mean, I know we don't factor in club form, but she's literally the player of the NRLW as well, and she was She's just been so good for New Zealand. Are you surprised to see only one Aussie? Um not really, because they've only they haven't played enough games. Like they haven't played enough games. They've um not which is their own fault as well, because they've rotated the squad. I mean, fault's not the right word, but the fact that they've rotated the squad, it's been difficult to say, you know, for one player to be as dominant as, say, Joshua Aloka has been, because you throw in that obviously that there's um one extra round in the men's game, so there's one more extra chance to shine plus he played um, two the three group games so he's just had more opportunity to shine whereas, I don't know Jess Sergis didn't play the first game, you know so there's all these different reasons why, why that might be the case um, but I think it's also just that Winfield Hill was England's best player in all of their games, or one of their best players, then Amber Hall has been brilliant, she was the man of the match in the game where the Kiwis played against Australia, I think the main match was actually El- Amber Hall from the New Zealand side. Yeah. So it'd be hard to leave her out, and then Racy McGregor's probably the New Zealand's best player. So I think if you can only pick five, there's only so many spaces. Have the um
1: have the Golden Boot for wheelchair been announced? I don't think I've seen it. Certainly it have. Certainly
0: have. Uh... It is Australia's Diab Karim. It is Seb Bichara and Jack Brown of England and Jeremy Borson of France. Oh, and Nicolas Corsells of France. So there you go. It's a pretty good list. I, I mean, I. I think this is a one where the mid-season is much more relevant because they've played. So, for example, England haven't played France at the World Cup; who were clearly the best players, but they have played mid-season games. With yeah, each other. Yeah. Um So you would factor in, you know, you would factor in who has played in the mid-season games a bit more at this stage, at least. Um, so I think Bashara wins on that because Jack Brown is based in I'm going to say Townsville, but certainly Queensland. So he didn't play mid-season, whereas Bashara did play. Um, but yeah, I think it's pretty good from what I've seen. Bachar and Brown, definitely England's best two players. Um, Borson and Klosel's. I think Alazar's been very good for France as well, but Borson and Klosel's can't really argue with that. And Diab Kareem's definitely been Australia's best player. Him and yeah. Between him and um, Bailey McKenna, I think, but Diab Karim, probably the best.
1: So we are recording uh, on Tuesday night, my time, Tuesday morning, your time. I'll probably release this you know, within half an hour of us finishing, but... Once the Aussies are waking up tomorrow morning and listening to this, there may actually be Golden Boot winners announced. So um, interesting stuff. But, yeah, awesome, awesome. Love being a part of it, mate, to be honest with you. Again, once again this
0: year, an honour, and um, a lot of fun as well. Yep. right. Well, yeah, there will be some Golden Boot chat. I will be at the Golden Boot, Um, but you'll all be asleep, so, you know.
1: (laughs) I'll be dreaming about it. Yeah. (laughs)
0: Prediction, <laughs> predictions, predictions, man. Is, why is Josh Carroll in a wheelchair? <laughs> and Sarah, <laughs> he can walk. <laughs> 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 oh, on that note, this is a bit where you're meant to say uh, thanks for chasing kangaroos with oh, me.
1: Don't we want to make? Don't we want to predict some winners? Oh,
0: predictions! Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, sorry, I'm trying to get out. Oh, I know, I know what I need to say. Don't worry, don't, don't worry about that. Yeah, uh, yeah. Australia, Australia by plenty. Of, uh, here's a prediction for you. I think the women's game will be closer than the men's game.
1: Okay, look, that's possible. Um, I hope, I hope you're wrong about the men's game being a blowout. So, do you give, do you give Samoa like look? It's Jillaroos, France, Kangaroos. Is that what we're saying?
0: Uh, I wouldn't be so sure about the wheelchair. I think the wheelchair would be pretty that's close. So. I think the last one went down to the last try of the game, yeah. which uh, the last World Cup, I mean. Um, had to say against France, because I've seen... I know they, they beat Australia more than England beat them by, I guess. So, that might make them favourites. But you never know. It's just how many tries you score at the end of a game. Um, yeah, I mean, uh, that'll be great. I think... Uh, well, look, the Kiwi Ferns probably should have beat... Should have beat the Jillaroos on Friday, uh, Thursday last week, but didn't. Um, I think that was the Jilleros not playing well and the Kiwi Ferns playing as well as they can, that's the kiwi,
1: The Kiwi fans love playing Jilroozo. Like, they can cause an upset. They've done it before. Um, Nines is probably a bad example, but Nines World Cup, when they won that, like, it was incredible. And they've taken a lot of sort of confidence since then. Um, so, look, they can do it. I think Jilroozo is most likely. The big question for me is, can some more do it? I mean, they're, they're they're massive underdogs. They've had injuries galore. Like, they're they uh, you know they're going to field a full side, yeah, they will. But like they've had to call in eyes, et cetera, and he's been incredible. But can they pull off the upset that every international rugby league fan wants to see?
0: No, done. <laughs> Mike, <laughs> thanks trying. for chasing Kegarit. Now, just kidding. <laughs> look. I, 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 I hope you. I, you're, I, I, hope you're I right. think if they play, if they play like like England should have beat them on on Saturday. Australia are much better team than england um I, yeah i think i think they'll get I, I think it'll be about 40 to 12 i think australia will win which means
1: i will owe big tea a sandwich because we made a, a bet a long time ago here at australia i had the field and I, I was confident to be honest with you but um it's not you know i i sort of came into this world cup thinking if australia wins it's a terrible result for international rugby league but Samoa being there, so just being there, um, nullifies that. So I think we've got the result that we need uh, f- for the game to continue growing. I'm, I'm really pleased with that and can't wait to get up on Saturday morning, 3 o'clock my time, to check this out. And I'll be cheering on Samoa, though. I know, they, I know they're going to lose, but, uh, mate, miracles can happen.
0: Yeah, well, that's why they play the games. That's us. Um, yeah, but then look, I said exactly the same about Samoa uh, last week, and they won. So what do I know? I know absolutely nothing,
1: mate. we we'll, um, we should come back for a final episode maybe next week to talk about it if you're keen, mate. But um, until then, thanks for chasing kangaroos with me. Always a pleasure.